Hello and welcome to Sobriety Elevated, the podcast that is committed to empowering you in your recovery and elevating your sobriety. Join us now for the next episode. We hope you create an incredible experience. Let's get the show started. Hello and welcome back. Jim Pakonin here. Kevin's not able to make it for this episode. He is working. We hoped you enjoyed our last episode. The interview with Francine was really quite amazing. And in this episode, I want to talk about solitude. We're going to discuss solitude versus isolation versus being alone. Kind of as a result of the pandemic that we are in some places emerging from, yet in others not even close. And as I begin, I'm going to read a poem. And this is a message from the ancestors, Wisdom for the Way, that was received and written down by Mary Ellen Kelly and David Coombs. The most profound of all sounds is that of silence. Not the silence that is the absence of noise, but that of the quietness in which we hear the longings of our heart and ponder our responses. This episode is not just for those in recovery. It's for anyone that over the last year and a half has felt deep levels of isolation within their own minds and within themselves. We are slowly emerging from this thing called the pandemic. This pandemic has created a new world. Did you know there are now twice as many suicides as homicides? And in the age group of 11 to 30, the number two cause of death is suicide. Our young people are killing themselves. Our population is killing themselves. This isolation is creating a situation where your mind says it's easier to kill yourself than it is to deal with being alone. We do not know how to be alone with ourselves. One of the goals of this podcast and one of the goals that I went through probably about 10 years ago was a practice of learning how to be alone with yourself and being in a space of peace in the company you keep. Let me repeat that. The question for you is, is can you be alone with yourself and enjoy the company that you keep? The challenge is being alone without being lonely. It's being in solitude and being okay with the person that we are in that time. It's not being drawn into the mental state of isolation that takes you down a very, very dark place. Now, a few years ago, I did a suicide video. And in that video, I said, man, it would be a shame to lose you because of your thoughts. When we're in solitude and in this mental state of isolation, 
it's almost as if the dark thoughts and the dark voices inside of our heads just get louder and louder and louder. And we literally allow that negative narrative to drive us to the point where the only solution we have to quiet the noise may be some sort of addictive behavior or chemical, or it may be suicide. And man, it would be a shame to lose you because you're in a dark place with your thinking. The question that I have is, can you be in solitude and become okay in the space of your own company? Now, it's been said that each person is born alone, dies alone, and experiences life in between those two events. Our younger years are often spent alone. Those first few years, we have a lot of alone time. And with this current generation, that is not the experience. I cannot tell you the times I've seen these incredibly young people. They're given a device or put in front of a screen at a very early age. These little screens and devices have become babysitters and they have taught us how not to be comfortable in the space of boredom, in the space of silence, and in the space of solitude. Now, when I was growing up, I remember my Saturdays because Brian, Tony, and I would take off Saturday morning in Cedar Rapids, Iowa. We would either jump a bus and we would ride the bus to downtown and explore the downtown area. Or if we were feeling brave and energetic, we would get on our Schwinn 10 speeds and we would head down and check things out on the bikes. Yes, it was a safer time back then. They didn't have the threats and problems that we have in most cities today. My early teen years were exploring Cedar Rapids, Iowa, and it has given me some incredible memories. These days, the teen years are spent in the isolation of social media. And yes, you heard that correct, the isolation of social media. You see, social media occurs on a screen, and our brains are literally trained to look at how many likes do you have, how many people, who are your friends, who are not your friends, who has blocked you, who is requesting, and it creates a space of utter isolation. Now, for a while in my life, I had two teenage stepdaughters. And that was a very interesting experience because the moment they both got smartphones, they were literally 10 to 12 to 14 hours a day on their phone, even when they had school. Oh yes, the hollow promise was, is when they go to school, they would turn it off. But the screen time showed a very different story. And what it showed was people that were literally, their whole world was based upon what they found on that screen. With the pandemic that arrived in March of 2020, you are seeing an epidemic of solitude. You are seeing people that are so wrapped up in their devices. And like I said above, you're also seeing more people are committing suicide than homicide. 
Our teens are killing themselves. That is the number two cause of death for our teens. This podcast, it begins with you. I have some questions for you. Notice how you struggle with what arises when you are simply alone with your own thoughts and your own emotions. Can you be with yourself looking at your thoughts, looking at your emotions, and literally learning how to be strong in the face of being alone? It takes some work. And in this society, as we emerge, it is time for you to do a little work, do a little mental house cleaning such that you can learn how to be alone with your own thinking and enjoy the company that you're with. Now, I want to talk for a moment about meditation because there are people out there who meditate. It's one of the times we actually become comfortable in the art of going in. And as we go in, With most people, meditation is being in a state of no thinking. It's being in a state where you can sit and observe your thoughts while not being caught up in your thoughts. And I'm not talking about that. No, it's truly a paradox because those who meditate more can achieve higher levels of satisfaction within themselves But being alone with your thinking is not meditation. It's simply noticing that as a spiritual being, having a human experience, you are simply in the space of being with yourself, seeing the thoughts, allowing the thoughts, letting the thoughts that serve you, keeping them, and letting the thoughts that don't serve you go. With this podcast, I'm not talking about learning how to become a better meditator. I am talking about dwelling in your own mind. In some ways, even meditation is a distraction. Yet, I got to tell you, it is the practice of this air quotes distraction that can be a very powerful avenue to allow you to be in solitude in light. The art of meditation is truly letting the thoughts go. That is one of the paradoxes of meditation as far as it relates to isolation. But there's a paradox to solitude. In my coaching work, I teach people how to understand themselves better. Yet understanding the interaction and being a social being, we are all these incredible social beings. But the last year and a half has us experience solitude. And one of the things that I know is that if you could learn to be at home with yourselves and be happy with the company you keep, you can be at home with others. Matter of fact, what you find is then when you're with others, you can create a richer experience. Along the way, one of my coaches had me actually learn to spend time in solitude and enjoy the company that I kept with myself. I don't know if it was six months or nine months, but that's how long it took for me to become comfortable with myself. And when I became comfortable with myself, it was far easier to become comfortable with others. 
Learning to be with yourself without the assistance of devices, man, let me tell you, that is rough. Social media tends to take us away from the within. When you are on social media, there is critical self-judgment going on as you are judging yourself against others as others post these incredible, happy, wonderful lives and you reflect upon yours and it may not be as peachy or keen or sunny as what you read and that spins you out. On a podcast, I heard a very interesting thing. Did you know that for a lot of people, their electronic devices, it's the last thing they touch before they go to bed, and it's the first thing they touch when they're waking up. Our electronic devices have become substitutes for actual human experience. The impact of the pandemic has just exacerbated that. Now, shortly after the pandemic occurred, I went into a space of solitude. I moved an hour from a populated center and spend most of my time currently on the side of a hill alone. And I found that to be an incredibly growing experience. But yet it's also at times I noticed the air quotes lonely and I was able to deal with that. Now I've done a lot of work with myself and on myself. I can be with myself, and honestly, it's a bit of my preference. You need to understand that the inner you is a complex and often very troubled space. If we think about our thinking inside, we have positive thinking, we have neutral thinking, and we have negative thinking. I fall back to the recovery centers and the emotion charts that are oftentimes on the wall. Did you know less than 20% of those thoughts are positive? And it's in single digits, the neutral thoughts. 70 to 75% of the thoughts are negative. In any given moment, you have more of a chance of being on the negative side of your inner thoughts. And one of the things I know about us as spiritual beings in a human experience, once we get into that negative spinning, it often drives us into even more and more negative and dark spaces. That is where the pondering of suicide becomes a solution to the problems of this dark mind. And yet as a coach, I can tell you, you can learn not to give your energies to this negative thinking. It sounds easy, but the practice of it is quite difficult. For Jim, mindfulness is understanding the complex nature of thought and in learning how to empower the positive thinking and let the negative thinking flow on and not dwell in that negative darkness. Doing it is easy. It happens over time, but it takes serious work. It literally has you sit and notice your thinking. Notice the thoughts that arise and see what and where you focus the energy of your thinking on. It's almost a game because if you can actually see a negative thought arise and learn to let it go, and even if you see a neutral thought, it's, it is a, it's better than the negative thinking and eventually you will learn how to take yourself into the space of noticing your thoughts, managing your thoughts, 
And as you manage those thoughts, learn how to be in a space of a more positive vibration. Literally learning how to let the low vibration thinking go. Let those negative thoughts flow on down the river of thought and focus on the positive thoughts. Y'all have had a lot of great memories if you focus on them. Now, by doing this, you're creating a practiced solitude. And it takes time, but if you get 1% better every day within a month, you're going to be a third better. Within two months, you're going to find a level of mastery that you don't know right now. And the tough thing is, is we're coming up on the toughest time of the year, getting ready to announce a program. It's not just for addicts, but it is a program so that you can empower yourself from Thanksgiving through the New Year's. This is the time of the year that recovery centers fill themselves. What if you could actually create the space of empowerment, learn how to complete 2021 and create an incredible 2022? I am committed to assist as many people to heal and to live amazing lives. Kevin and I do this podcast because we are committed to shift life so that more people can enjoy their experience of living and life. If you like this podcast, take a few minutes and give us a rating. It allows those funky algorithms to open us up so more people can learn and more people can find peace. My name is Jim and I want to thank you for listening to this podcast. Kevin will be back in the next episode. Miss that man incredibly. And we got some fun interviews coming up. So thank you for listening. Thank you for being a part of our family. And we will see you in the next episode.